Welcome back. Let's talk some more movement in the payments group a sector. We've been focusing in on after some big declines in the second half of last year. We talked a lot of PayPal yesterday. We're going to dive into a few other names this morning. Moshe Khatri joins us from Wedbush, Managing Director of Equity Research, covering the group. Moshe, welcome back to the show. One of the first things that stands out is that you're neutral on Square, outperform on some of the classic credit card linked payments like Visa, MasterCard. What's going to do the best this year? So, uh, Happy New Year. Good morning. Um, I would say, uh, from a big picture perspective, we've been pretty cautious on the group, uh, probably starting in September of last year. Uh, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that we started to see the card metrics data that was reported by the banks. And that already showed us a sequential slowdown in volume growth for the entire universe. Um, and we've seen that in the metrics data that, that were reported uh, by Visa and MasterCard in October and November. Uh, we've seen uh, pretty dismal numbers uh, from Black Friday, Cyber Monday, even the uh, spending uh, pulse data that came out from MasterCard, which was flagged as the best number in 17 years, I think it was seven to 8% growth. Um, on the surface, it looked great, but then if you adjust it for inflation, it was kind of flat. So. You know, from our perspective, it seems that you have an issue here with uh, a very choppy recovery uh, throughout the pandemic, uh, choppy recovery in travel. That's a big deal for the sector. Um, and then on top of that, it seems that you may have a consumer that may not be willing to spend as much on discretionary products, given the fact that you've had a pretty material increase in staple goods prices. Uh, so that's not helpful. So you know, uh, we kind of adjusted our numbers. We took our numbers down for the quarter for, uh, for this year uh, for many names in our group. Mm. Uh, in terms of, um, you, you spoke about Square. Um, Square is one of those names that had that historically has been prized for perfection. Um, probably until a couple of quarters ago had very strong growth rates. Uh, and we started to see a slowdown there as well. So from our perspective, it seems that the PE multiple contraction is justified given the fact that you've seen that slowdown. On top of that, there's been a lot of hype around buy not pay later or BNPL and uh, Square's acquisition of Afterpay. The pro there are two issues here with, in general, BNPL. One, you've, def you've definitely seen a host of competitors pretty much offering very similar products. And then the other thing that is also starting to alarm us is the fact that you may start seeing a rise in default rates, especially from BNPL consumers. So yeah. that gets kind of complicated and pretty messy for uh, Square that's, that is going to end up paying about $30 billion for Afterpay. Yeah. Um, we are more positive on more defensive names so we're talking more about uh, the FIS, Fiserv, GPNs of the world. These are two-sided platforms that service merchants and financial institutions. Uh, we like these names just given the fact that they're very reasonably priced. I mean, these guys, these names are trading at mid-teens PE multiples based on next year's numbers. Where do you see that in the market? Uh, they're, they're significant underperformers. 
Um, they have a lot of cushion just given the fact that they've done uh, mega deals two, three years ago, and they're still getting revenue and cost synergies from those. So we kind of prefer being a bit more defensive here in this market, just given the fact that numbers may still have to come down for the entire sector, uh, given the fact that in general, the volume numbers don't look that great. And then on top of that, you also have some you know, other issues related to potential um, regulations and and, and, and and in general, an administration that's probably a bit, le- a bit less friendly to the financial uh, services vertical. Okay, so those uh, companies, uh, as you described, the deal stocks, uh, Fiserv, uh, Global Payments as uh, being a little bit more favorable. Uh, the square point about uh, exposure to buy now, pay later mm-hmm. risk with potential defaults. I just want to come back to that as I think a really important point, Moshe. Uh, what's the most compelling evidence for that? And any idea what kind of timeline we should be expecting to maybe see some stress in that group? Yeah, so we started to see uh, rise in default rates already uh, during the September quarter sequentially. So the numbers continue to show us that this is where we're headed. Um, and at this point, we're just waiting to see the quarterly data uh, to kind of show that whether that trend continues to look worse or not. But we are you know, reading um, you know, data points suggesting that you've seen consumers getting into more debt during this holiday season. Um, so, you know, again, uh, you are talking about a, a population that actually is getting uh, approved for BNPL kind of purchases that doesn't necessarily have uh, all the uh, appropriate credit ratings or mm. credit worthiness, if you will. So um, you can probably make that argument. And again, uh, we've seen those numbers getting worse sequentially. And uh, we're just waiting to get an update on how December, the December quarter is going to look like. Right. And I'm assuming this is why you've seen uh, a firm trade the way it's been trading. Yeah. Uh, and you can probably say the same thing about Square. All right. Uh, really interesting and important uh, data point there we'll be looking for over the next month. Uh, Moshe, thanks a lot for the update and the way your team is thinking about it and the details on the revisions to the expectations we're going to do some trading here now in line with those views. Moshe Contry joining us from Wedbush. Let's get Tom in here. Okay, Mr. White, uh, let's go to Square first. A little bit of caution there. You've got a trade that stands to benefit if the stock does rise, but is taking a pretty neutral approach. Yeah, I think uh, if you look at uh, you know the pullback from all-time highs, about 40, over 40% from those all-time highs we saw in 2021. Uh, so that gives you opportunities, right, if you've already seen the sell-off. But this Stock has not rebounded like a lot of the other names in this particular space, whether it's MasterCard, Visa, or even PayPal on a recent upgrade. So how do you take advantage of this where you still want to be maybe neutral to bullish on it, but you want to use the option markets maybe to give yourself some cushion? So uh, I looked going out to the February 4th weekly series uh, using the option market, and that's about 31 days till expiration. Uh, where I'm going to sell a cash-secured put where uh, this trade's kind of twofold, Oliver. You can sell this put to collect option premium uh, with the expectations that it's not going to go below the strike that you sold. And in this example, I'm using the February 4th weekly, the 150 strike put, uh, which is below the current share price. If I can collect a $4 credit on that, that's the most I can make on it. But like I said, it's twofold. I either want to keep that $4 or $400 credit per put that I sell, or 
I want to buy the shares cheaper, where the break-even on this by collecting $4 is down at $146. So I've got a good cushion to the downside before I get hurt on that. And you can see from the risk profile here, uh, it's similar to a covered call, but Square does not pay a dividend. So selling a cash-secured put may make more sense if you believe that Square is going to remain above that 150 level. Now, implied volatility is still elevated because this stock has not rebounded like a lot of the other names in this particular space. So that gives you more option premium that you're collecting. But selling a cash-secured put here down below the current share price uh, may be the way to go if you're neutral to bullish on Square. Okay. All right. Uh, what about for uh, Global Payments, a uh, more bullish outlook uh, for Moshe's team? Yeah, uh, you know, this stock's rallied over 21% from uh, those lows that we saw, uh, you know, over the last month and a half. So it's already made a lot of gains. Moshe's uh, price target's about 150 bucks on that. So I looked right at that level um, to do something that relatively short term, it's expecting a slight grind higher, but you don't need, um, you know, to be exactly right on it to be profitable. So uh, I looked at a simple uh, call calendar to the upside on the 150 strike. Uh, on this particular trade where I'm going to buy the February 150 calls and then against it I'll sell the January monthly uh, 150 strike call against it because there's still some option premium there. Uh, if you pay a debit of about $2.70 that's going to be your risk on this trade uh, but it's a slightly bullish trade wherever you pick that strike is where you want the stock to go but you've got a nice wide range for the stock to trade in uh, to remain profitable on this type of trade. Now, on this rebound that we've seen of over 20%, implied volatility has really fallen. So I'm paying less of a debit on this. So my capital requirement or my risk on this trade is lower because implied volatility is lower, and this is a long Vega trade. And you can see uh, from the risk profile here, it gives me a nice wide range from about 143 up above 157 uh, for this stock to remain in that range, and I'll still be profitable on it over the next 45 days, uh, where time decay or positive uh, theta is in my favor on this type of trade, uh, because the January options that you're selling decay at a faster pace than the options that you're buying out in February. So range-bound trade around that uh, 150 strike, which is the apex of profitability, but uh, this is, might be the way to play it if you think this stock's going to continue to grind higher towards 150 over the next month and a half. Okay, got it, all right. Two different types of bullish trades. Uh, we're discreetly bullish on global payments and a little bit of hesitation on Square among risk potential for some of the buy now, pay later stuff. All right, thanks Tom, thanks to Mr. Katri.